Hello, and welcome to The Well, a spiritual growth podcast from Saddleback Church. My name is Brennan Bathauer, and I'm excited to welcome you into a reflection on the resurrection. No other word is so unruly, so intriguing, so hope-filled as this word. Spend some time with Jesus today and reflect on the moment that changed history, and if you believe it, will continue on changing the future of all things, your life included. Begin by taking a deep breath and getting settled. Listen to the story of resurrection morning as described by the disciple Matthew. Dawn was breaking on the first day of the week. The Sabbath was over. Mary Magdalene and the other Mary had come to look at the tomb when suddenly there was a great earthquake. An angel of the Lord came down from heaven. He came to the stone, rolled it away, and sat on top of it. Looking at him was like looking at lightning, and his clothes were white like snow. The guards trembled with terror at him and became like corpses themselves. Don't be afraid, said the angel to the woman. I know you're looking for Jesus, who was crucified. He isn't here, he's been raised as he said he would be. Come and see the place where he was lying, and then go at once and tell his disciples that he's been raised from the dead, and that he's going on ahead of you to Galilee. That's where you'll see him. There, I've told you. So the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid yet filled with joy, and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. They came to him, clasped his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Don't be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. Matthew 28, 1-10 Dawn was breaking on the first day of the week. I can think of few other sentences that can evoke such waves of hope, of newness. Dawn breaking on the first day of the week? What images and emotions rise up in you when you reflect on those words? My thought immediately goes to a white sand beach with bright blue waters. My wife and I had been married for only five days, and there on our honeymoon, we decided to wake up early and watch the sunrise. Sitting on a beech wood chair with sand on our toes, We waited expectantly for the new day. Now, I had been in a fog since the moment we walked down the aisle. All of the wedding celebrations, the beauty, the friends, the flights, and the jet lag, it had me in an ether of goodness. But that early dawn, as the light began to illuminate the sky, we found ourselves catching our breath. It was in that moment Looking at my bride, I realized that an entirely new world had opened up to me, had come upon me. This was the dawn of a brand new week. Nothing in my life would ever be the same. Everything had changed. My future, my life's trajectory, my hopes, my fears, my joys and trials, my goals and my obstacles. All of it had changed. K. 
Can you think of a dawn-breaking first day of the week moment in your life? When all seemed new? A world of entirely new possibilities where it felt like the rules of life had been shifted. Maybe a first day of school or a first day of summer. Maybe the birth of a child. Maybe when you received that phone call that you got the job or passed that test or got that invite that would change your life. Go back to that moment. See if you can experience those emotions again. Remember how it felt. What if your experience and mine were given to us so that we could better understand the resurrection? For God, this morning, this new dawn was the inauguration, the beginning of the fulfillment of his grand rescue plan for the world. After commissioning Abraham with this rescue mission in Genesis 12:3 to be a blessing to all the nations, God had faithfully walked alongside his people Israel generation after generation, training them up to be a kingdom of priests to carry his will and his reign into all the world. All of this culminated in the person of Jesus, who lived and died to show us the faithfulness of God and in contrast the rebellion of God's people. And after his death, resting. But now, Sabbath was over. A new week had begun. With Jesus raised, the grand mission of God had now begun in a new sense, to bring his love and his will and his reign to the whole earth. Through his Jesus-formed, spirit-empowered community, we call the church. And history has never been the same. We celebrate the resurrection afresh each year in fact, each Sunday, to be reminded of this radical story, this radical hope, and be shaped by it. It is easy to grow up and grow old, to lose that youthful hope that comes from God making things new. Think back to that moment you had. Do you carry the same excitement now that you did then? Most likely you do not. Hope can be seen as naive, excitement as immature. But what if you ran into the days and weeks ahead like these two Marys? They approached the tomb looking for peace and quiet in order to mourn, but they received anything but that. They were met with an earthquake, with stones rolling, with an angel bright like lightning and guards frozen in fright. And then they were sent away, running carrying a mission. And how does Matthew explain them as they ran? He says they were carrying a mixture of fear and great joy. Do you carry that same hope? See, God's rescue mission for the world still continues. It carries more people on mission now than in any other time in history. And one could argue that the stakes have never been higher. See, the door to the tomb lies forever opened and a huge stone is standing there as the doorstop. 
The Marys were told to go and tell that Jesus' mission cannot be stopped, and even death is no obstacle. And we carry that same commission. Do you carry this hope? Take some time with him, with the one who rose with the dawning sun, and ask to be shaped by this hope. So the woman hurried away from the tomb, afraid yet filled with joy, and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly, Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. They came to him, clasped his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Don't be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. Matthew 28, 8-10 I am so grateful that Matthew included these verses. Without them, we are people sent out on mission, proclaiming a fact of God's work, but we do so alone. But after the angel had commissioned these two Marys to carry the news, while I picture these two running with smiles and tears, holding their hats and lifting their clothes to run faster, they are stopped. Their commission was to get the disciples and go to Galilee, where they would meet Jesus. But Jesus wasn't going to wait that long. He stops them in their tracks, like the show-stopping dessert coming a couple bites into the appetizer. Greetings. I imagine him saying this with a sly smile, kind of like a, hey, what's up? The women fall down, so overwhelmed by his presence, by the hope fulfilled, by their love for him and his love for them. Jesus comforts them and reassures them, embraces them, and sends them on their way with the same mission. Now this just doesn't make sense if you're wanting a clean story. The women have a commission from a divine being, they're carrying it out, and they will see Jesus soon. A clean story would continue the dramatic build as they tell the disciples, then head out to Galilee and wait. But God doesn't seem too interested in wanting to write a clean story. Why do you think he involved us? This interjection from Jesus seems like a totally unneeded detail, but it is everything. The whole point of all of this, of God's rescue mission for the world, inaugurated here in the resurrection, is about being with him. What good would it be for us to do this without him? So friend, run into the season ahead with hope. Do so like the Marys who carry the commission from God to go into all the world proclaiming Jesus as King. But don't do it alone. Don't do it with just the fact of Jesus' resurrection, just a knowledge of his love. Do it with the living God. The Spirit given to us, his church, will empower you and guide you as you do. So now pause and ask God, 
Where am I walking? Where am I running? But without you? What area of my life am I living out without you welcomed to come alongside? Then ask that he would stop you in your tracks in that area, that he would catch you mid-run and offer you right in that area of life a divine encounter, that it would be as shocking and as playful as the greetings given to the two Marys. Father, creator of new dawns breaking in on new weeks, speak afresh to me. May my cynicism or bitterness turn to joy, my pessimism to hope. May you raise up within me a new identity, a glimpse of your new creation work. May the days ahead be a refreshing set of encounters where you call me afresh into your rescue work in the world. May I see the needs of the world around me, the world growing old and growing dark, and may I walk into them carrying the hope-filled, dawning light of Jesus' radical love. For your namesake, amen.